During the pandemic, India lived up to its title of the pharmacy of the world. As of March 2021, we had exported COVID vaccines to 70 countries. But in the same India, two out of five cancer patients have to borrow money and sell their assets to get treatment. This number is based on the results of a study that was conducted by the International Institute of Population Sciences in 2018. And even if patients have insurance, the cover gets exhausted in surgery and chemotherapy, and patients are left to bear the cost of the drugs themselves. Last month, in December 2022, a parliamentary panel that studied the economic effects of cancer in India asked the centre to provide free cancer treatment to middle-class households through a government-funded health insurance scheme. They asked the government to cap cancer diagnostic and treatment services in government and private hospitals. But in November last year, the Union Health Ministry had released a new national list of essential medicines with more anti-cancer therapies in it. Medicines included in this list are under the ambit of the Drugs Price Control Order, which basically caps the prices of these life-saving medicines. So that does sound like a relief, right? Well, it wasn't really, because the cancer drugs that were added to the list were generic drugs. The prices of newer and more innovative drugs that are protected by patents continue to remain out of reach for most cancer patients in the country. So, where then are Indian cancer patients getting their medicines from? Welcome to Daybreak, a new podcast from the Ken. I'm your host Nikda Sharma, and I don't chase the news cycle. Instead, thrice a week on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays, I will come to you with one business story that is worth understanding and worth your time. Today is Monday, the twenty-third of January. why cancer therapy is so expensive in india we need to understand how the indian pharmaceutical market works it is divided between generic and patented drugs in a 60 is to 40 ratio generic drugs are basically the ones whose patents have expired and any pharma company is allowed to manufacture them in india 3/4 of patients use generic drugs because they are comparatively cheaper Patented drugs that are sold by MNCs on the other hand are more expensive. This is because they focus on newer therapies like immunotherapy, targeted therapy and biosimilars. Naturally, thanks to the constant research and innovation, patented drugs promise higher chances of survival than older drugs. But in India, there is practically no price control on patented cancer drugs. It is like sprinkling salt on the wounds of already suffering cancer patients. A senior executive with the American pharma major Eli Lilly told my colleague Ruhi Kandhari who covered the story that 40% of the cancer drugs market in India is made of patented drugs. But they are rarely prescribed because most patients cannot afford them. Now, it is not like India does not have legislation for capping the prices of drugs. but patented drugs are outside of it 
And despite amendments to the price control policy, it seems that reducing the prices of more effective cancer drugs is not really a priority for the Indian government right now. Another challenge for a patient is that hospitals in India sell cancer drugs with profit margins. If the drug is patented, the margin goes up to 15%. And if it is generic, they mark up the price by 50%. And what makes matters worse is that most hospitals do not allow patients to source these drugs directly from the distributor. Patients are left struggling between high prices, higher margins and the lack of cheap alternatives. They are left utterly distraught. So now that we understand why cancer drugs are so expensive in India, let us look at how Indian patients are finding a way around this problem. According to a first-of-its-kind WHO report from December 2018, the price of many cancer drugs in India are as high as in developed countries. So Indians are turning to their neighbour. Bangladesh. Yes, you heard that right. The thing is, the international trade laws allow least developed countries or LDCs like Bangladesh an exemption from patent laws. So the country has been making the most of this opportunity. Dhaka-based pharma companies are not only producing cancer drugs, they are selling them at prices much lower than India. So how does this work? In 2019, the Ken was privy to an email exchange that laid it all out. A Dhaka-based pharma company called Inceptor Pharmaceuticals was offering lapatinib, which is a drug used for breast cancer and other solid tumours, for 196 rupees per tablet. This was if the buyers picked up the drug from Dhaka on their own. In India, the same lapatinib was being sold for more than double the amount at 445 rupees by GlaxoSmithKline. Enter S Distributors. It is an Indian company whose owner the Ken spoke to, but they did not want the company to be named. Now, S Distributors is among the many importers who have made a business out of connecting Indian patients to Bangladeshi cancer drugs. It sells some of the latest drugs used in cancer. These medicines have fewer side effects, they reduce the chances of a relapse and generally offer better probability of survival. A Mumbai-based pharma exporter told the Ken that there is another route for getting these medicines from Bangladesh via shipping. He has often asked a former colleague who now works with one of the top Bangladeshi pharma companies to deliver cancer medicines via courier to India. According to his estimates, thousands of such inquiries are made from India every single day. And that seems like quite a believable estimation considering the number of reported cancer cases in India in 2022 was between 19 to 20 lakh. The real number is actually supposed to be 1.5 to 3 times higher. Dinesh Abrol, who is a professor at the National Institute of Science, Technology and Development Studies in Delhi, told the Ken that patented drugs will stay outside the ambit of price control in India. And why did he say this? Abrul became a part of the Committee on Compulsory Licenses or CLs in 2006. And he observed a trend in the Indian government's stance when it comes to reducing the prices of patented drugs. 
CM is when the government intervenes to either produce a patented drug or to get domestic manufacturers to produce it for the domestic market. This is done to make a drug more accessible and affordable for the population. But according to Arbrol, for a decade, the Department of Industrial Policy and Promotion has argued that CLs have a negative impact on investments by multinational companies in India. The committee that Arbrol was a part of wrote a report that recommended giving CLs or compulsory licenses to allow Indian companies to manufacture 19 patented drugs. Most of them were anti-cancer drugs. But the report was never made public and the government has not followed the advice. Not all is lost though. There still might be some hope for those who are looking for newer therapies without burning a hole in their pockets. How? Well, the answer is in the support programs that pharma multinationals run. They handpick patients who either get the drugs for free or at heavily discounted prices. For example, the Swiss MNC Roche has something called a Blue Tree program in India. Through it, the company gives discounts or bundles one dose of a drug with a few free doses. This is only for cancer patients who cannot afford these medicines. But through these programs, MNCs also manage to continue selling drugs at international prices in India. Since India only contributes a small percentage in any MNC's global revenue for oncology, MNCs do not want to expose their new drug to a lower price in the country. The head of the oncology department at an MNC told the Ken that none of the MNCs look at India as a low-income country despite the huge economically disadvantaged population. There is a big gap between patients who do not receive treatment and those who do. He said that both hospitals and oncologists are limited in numbers. And this is why only about 5% of the population demand oncology drugs. And this 5% is usually the rich who can actually afford it. But for those who cannot afford the drugs being sold by MNCs, Bangladesh is still an option. As an LDC, Bangladesh's pharmaceutical industry has grown a thousand times since 1982 to $2 billion, making it the biggest white-collar employer in the country. Not only does it supply to the entire domestic market, but also to over 100 other countries, including the US. Even though the exemption that Bangladesh enjoys from patent laws could end in the next couple of years, for now, it is still one of the cheapest alternatives for most Indian cancer patients. Until then, hopefully, the Indian government will implement the advice of the parliamentary panel and make cancer drugs more accessible through government-funded schemes. Daybreak is produced from the newsroom of the Ken, India's first subscriber-focused business news platform. What you're listening to is just a small sample of our subscriber-only offerings. A full subscription unlocks daily long-form feature stories, newsletters, subscriber-only apps and podcast extras. Head to theken.com and click on the red subscribe button on the top of the website. I am Snigdha Sharma, your host, and today's episode was edited by my colleague Rajiv Sien. <laughs>